Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Coach's Approach podcast, where we take an inside look at the overall coaching world. As always, I'm your host, George Gresco. Today's episode, White's Whiteboard, is brought to you by uh, Coach's Dry Rub, the All-American Rub, laid on thick until it sticks, the Well Bar and Grill in Kirtland. Um, Come on in for some good food and a great time. Anthony's Family Restaurant in Eastlake on the corner of 91 and Vine Street where together is our favorite place to be, open for dine-in, carry-out, and curbside pickup. Last but not least, G&G Printing. Get your custom apparel printed in 7 to 10 days or less. Dominate your design. Today, we head over to the sun, sunshine state of Florida, that is. In the coach's booth today, we have Coach Carl White, the head football coach at Ridge Community High School. Coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought it was pretty cool to head on over to Florida from someone that I, I haven't talked to before, so this would be pretty cool for me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Coach, Coach, the first question I have for you, and this is something I didn't send you previously, is how did you get the <laughs> nickname Bubba? That is a great question. Um, <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> um, so I think it's just kind of something that, that one of my aunts or uncles were originally from Texas. Okay. And um, so I think it's something that, you know, my aunts or uncles maybe just started calling me and it kind of just stuck. Um, <laughs> so here I am. Um, I've been a Bubba for, for 40 years almost. But yeah, the answer, nobody, <laughs> nobody knows. Um, I got a clear cut answer there. Too funny. I was watching one of the videos and it said, Carl Bubba White. I'm like, this is the first time <laughs> I'm seeing this. So I had to ask. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yep. Uh, so strange story. Nobody knows. We'll figure Too it funny. out sometime, maybe. <laughs> Too funny. Uh, Coach, one of the hashtags you use on your website and all over social media is the hashtag FOE, uh, which stands for Family Over Everything. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that hashtag means and why you use it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, uh, I always, when I had my own program, you know, football's always been kind of like a safe haven for me. Sure. Uh, and I'm sure it is for a lot of other different uh, young men as well and women. Uh, but for me, I've always wanted that family feel. Uh, when I was at Carson Newman, that's one thing that kind of stood out for me. Um, even when I was playing there was how family oriented it was and how when you came there, you was already a part of the family. Whether you just got there. You've been there four years. It didn't matter. They just welcomed you with open arms. Right. And that's what I wanted with my program. So, you know, it's when you get here, you know, it's, it's a great time for you to be vulnerable. Ain't nobody going to judge you. Um, it's a great place to be. Uh, in terms of being accepted, you know, people want to feel a part of something, um, you know, that's when that big family piece comes in, uh, but that's kind of where it is, you know, I just want young men to be able, and women to be able to come in, uh, you know, let their hair down, that's one thing that can be consistent for them uh, through their four years of high school is this football program, um, and that family piece is, is something that's really, really important to me, I want them to come in and, and feel like they're a part of something, to feel valued, um, and um, that's, that's really big. So it's family over everything for me. Um, is when you get here, you can leave whatever is going on um, at home, whatever you're dealing with. You can leave that alone for two hours um, and come be a part of this. And, um, you know, we can just separate that. Now it's to be something special in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, and you, you said it already, is you don't know sometimes what these kids are going through at home and they get those two hours away. That's all they need, you know. Mm -hmm. and that's, yep. truly, that's truly an amazing thing. Just getting away from what they're dealing with and yeah, be with a team and family. I think that's pretty cool. No uh, doubt. No doubt. 
Speaking of family, let's talk about your uh, core values a little bit. Um, you stand for family, intentional, growth, humility, and toughness. These are five very strong words. Um, why are these words at the top of your core values? Yeah, for me, it was, uh, it was simple. We were sitting down and, you know, my wife would kill me and she did kill me. Um, you know, you see, always seem to get your best thoughts when you're in church, right? And you should sure. be listening. <laughs> so, um, you know, we were sitting there and this, this acronym just sort of started playing out. You know, it was actually a sermon by, by Pastor uh, Dustin Woods. And I just started writing these words. And, uh, you know, I, again, I feel like, you know, this profession is a calling for me. I feel like this is what God truly has for me and my family. Um, and I really feel that way. Um, so with that, you know, I really, truly feel like building men is, is what we're doing um, and, and equipping young men to be better husbands, better businessmen, you know, whatever that looks like. I truly feel called to do that every single day. Uh, but for me, when I started diving into the acronym itself is, you know, what's the characteristics of a good man? You know, what does that look like? Um, and that needs to be our foundation. If that's who we are, then this needs to be a foundation of who we are. So family, of course, we've already talked about it. Uh, good men, in my opinion, always have a sense of family and belonging, and, um, you know, that nurturing part of who they are. Uh, and they want to be intentional. You know, you want to surround yourself with people who are intentional about what they want to do each and every day. Um, they have a sense of direction, what they want to accomplish. Um, and as our football program, we definitely do. And that growth piece, are we finding ways to grow every single day? I don't care what that looks like, whether that's spiritual, mental, body you know are you intellectually challenging yourself each and every day that's the growth piece that plays out on Wednesday uh Thursday you know it's the humility piece you know I've been around some very very truly gifted individuals but the thing that stood out to me was not the fact that they were truly gifted it was how humble they were you know how grateful they were for that um and the last one is a toughness you know for me <laughs> and I and we've seen it play out last night right so you watch Will Smith <laughs> kind of deal with that um, you know, this is what we were talking about. We had a great discussion about it. You know, it's, um, uh, we're not talking when we say toughness, we're not talking about, you know, going to slap somebody, right? That's not it in our world. That's a 15 yard penalty probably cost you the game. Yeah. Um, that's not realistic. So we need to equip our kids with some ways to handle that and deal with that. Um, so we're a real big E plus R equals O team, Brian Kite yeah. people. Um, very, very big advocate of that. And um, that's what we do. So we teach them to mentally deal with the things that come their way. Um, I can't hold you accountable for responding the wrong way if I'm not taught you how to do it in our program. Um, so that's how we go about our business. And toughness is, again, it has nothing to do with um, the physical aspect. Yes, we right. want you to be physical, but it's all the mental piece. We want you to be mentally prepared to handle anything that's going to come your way in life. No, I like that. And that, and that kind of leads me into your coaching philosophy. Uh, you have five more words and sayings that you really believe in. And those are accountability, uh, handling adversity, mental toughness, perseverance, and intrinsic values. Uh, how do you get your players, parents, and families in the community to buy into your philosophy? Well, I think what the community piece is big, um, because I think our program is a mirror of that community. And you talking about if it's not wins, what is it? You know, that's right. a big piece because a lot of times when you uh, get a program, you know, let's be honest with you, if you're probably coming in, it's probably because they're, they're suffering or something like that is happening in that program where there's bleeds. So there better be a different way that you're going to get some buy-in early 
Um, because if it's not wins, it needs to be something. So, you know, for me, again, you need to be a mirror or a reflection of that community. Right. And the community will support the right thing if they like what they see out of that reflection. Right. And, you know, that's kind of where we're at. So we're going to do everything we can to perceptionally show the community, the administration, that we're doing the right thing. We're going to develop the right man. We're going to put a good product out there on the field. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to create great human beings out there in that community, and we're going to show that. We're going to showcase that every way we can to get these guys to understand, yes, we're doing the right things. The wins will come, but let's change some behaviors right now so you can see that right now. That's tangible. You can touch it, and um, that usually helps create the, the instant buy-in. This perception doesn't cost a thing for right. you to change at all. Right. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Um, on your website, you talk a lot about building men, and you've mentioned that already. How does yeah. high school football prepare young men and women uh, for life after football? I think in every way possible. If you're a part of this game and you don't get something out of it, that's your fault. Um, this game that's teaches the, you. That's the truth right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game teaches you so much, um, and it still teaches me something every single day. Um, you know, it teaches you about adversity. It teaches you about, you know, being able to cope and deal with people you don't necessarily like. Sure. Um, but you've got to get along and you've got to be able to make it work. Um, but this thing teaches you every, everything. Every, there's things that I see in football that shows up in my family life every day. Yeah. Um, and had it not been for football, maybe I wouldn't be able to navigate it as well. Um, and, you know, those types of things I think shows up every single day. So when I, I would, <laughs> I would say, Play, take everything you can out of it. Uh, forget about what's hard. Forget about things that make you uncomfortable. Learn from it, grow from it. And I promise you, you'll like the product at the end. And I promise you, there'll be things that pop up in your life that you've, that you've kind of dealt with before in this game called football. Yep. Uh, there, there's a quote that I really liked on your website as well. The quote is, a love is not the absence of discipline. Can you explain kind of that quote and why you have that on your website? Absolutely. Um, I think discipline has, it has a negative connotation to it. Sure. It really does. I mean, especially, you know, for me and, and for my, I know my siblings growing up and different things like, if it was discipline, he was probably getting popped on your behind for some reason. <laughs> um, or, or, you know, and a lot, a lot of these kids probably. So the, when you say discipline, that's where their mind goes. They don't know this discipline path. It's going to help me get to where I need to be. So for us as a football program, my coaching staff, guys, we're going to be, you're going to be disciplined, okay? But not in a sense where you're in trouble. You're going to be disciplined. We got a regimen. We have a, a system in place that you'll follow. I can guarantee you, you'll get the results that you want. But it has absolutely anything to do with like this, oh, you're in trouble. Like right. I, I want to remove that part of it for our guys. And a lot of people think, well, if you're on my behind, then you don't love me which is the exact opposite of sure. where we need to be. Um, because right now you got a lot of kids in this world who would rather see their, their friend fail and be, have the courage enough to stand up and say, hey, listen, man, you're doing the dead ball thing right now. Right. Um, so love is not the, uh, th love's not the absence of this. It's not, I love you, so I'm going to hold you accountable right. to what you said you wanted to be. And getting our kids to understand that. So we change it a little bit. We just say behavior. We don't say discipline. We just say behavior. Right. Um, to remove that altogether 
and that way they don't even they don't even process that way. How are we going to change our behavior today? Right. Uh, uh, I, I really I, like that quote. Once I saw that, I'm like, I have to mention that in this podcast. I really <laughs> like that, Coach. Yeah, man. Uh, getting into a little bit of your coaching career now, um, you have coached both at the collegiate level and the high school levels. Uh, most recently, you have coached at uh, Morrison West High School in Tennessee, Carson Newman uh, University in Tennessee. Now you're the head football coach at Ridge Community High School in Florida, as we already mentioned. Uh, how did you make that huge jump from coaching in Tennessee for all those years than just moving across the country to Florida? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, this was my recruiting area down this way uh, okay. when I was at Carson Newman. So I got to meet a whole lot of people. My network grew tremendously down here as I was coming in through here. Uh, um, I would pop in here in the spring and, and in the fall if they needed me to. But I would spend some pretty good time here. And I got to know a lot of, a lot of people um, and a lot of good people. But, but while I was here, you know, I noticed that in December it was 80 degrees. <laughs> so, um, you know it was always my wife you know it was very challenging my wife had never lived out of the state of Tennessee before in her life you know as a matter of fact she told me when we got married I'm not moving anywhere don't even think about it um, so I didn't I really didn't um, but again I told you like we are I truly felt led by God uh, to come here to be a part of these kids lives down here um, I was comfortable uh, at Carson Newman that was I was with my mentor Mike Clowney every single day so I had that kind of cushion uh, you know I was at the school that I played for you know I met my wife there so it all kind of went full circle so I was very comfortable where I was at my office was awesome <laughs> so, you, know, <laughs> you know I got to be around some awesome awesome young men each and every day you know to um, to build those guys up and you know what but I think that's exactly what happened I got comfortable uh, with where I was at, and, um, you know, and God told me to move, and you know, we wanted to be obedient in that. It just so happens He put us in Florida, um, and as you can see, you know, it's um, you know He's blessed us each and every move that we've made, and uh, we're going to continue to be obedient to what He said. Too funny because right now I live in Ohio, and uh, there's there's two inches of snow on the ground. So no, sir. And you were probably outside throwing <laughs> the football around already this week. You know, we sure did. No football though. <laughs> Too funny. Um, as, as we mentioned, you've coached the college and in high school. Coach, what do you what would you say is the biggest difference from coaching at the college level to coaching at the high school level? Whew, there's a lot. There's a yeah. lot. Uh, but for me, you know, the, the biggest difference, you know, it'd be like in the, in the academia world, if I was if I was an AP teacher going to go teach those caliber sure. kids here. Um, you know, you're getting the top two to 5% of high school football athletes to go, you know, hang out with every single day. You know, that's right. amazing. And it was an awesome experience for me. It really was. Um, but the biggest difference I would say is for me personally, in my experience would just be the time that you have with your kids. Right. Um, you know, high school, you know, I think in my opinion, you get them a little less They're in classes. You can't pull them away. <laughs> you got different things. Um, you know, I had access to my, to my athletes in college. Right. Pull them in for, you know, sidebar meetings and different things like that. I just think the time would be the biggest difference. Everybody understands the caliber of kid being the difference. But I think the biggest one for me is just the, the difference. Like we would have a team meeting every single day yeah, uh, just to kind of get everybody back on the same page. And, you yeah. know, and in high school, you just kind of, you know, kind of not rushing, but you're kind of like rushing to get everything in that you need to yeah. get in. 
So something, you lose something, whether that be a weight room or that be a, a team meeting or to get more time outside. Um, but there's just the biggest difference would just be the time for me, Absolutely. aside from the actual athlete itself. Sure. Uh, Coach, you have also been a part of arena, arena football. Uh, you have you were involved with the Gulf Coast Fire Organization. Uh, the, the Gulf Coast Fire were league champions in 2019. Can you talk a little bit about your arena football experience? That was, you know, it was, um, I got the opportunity to meet Brent Burnside, who was absolutely phenomenal. One of the first persons I met down here in Florida. Sure. Um, he was the head coach at Moorhaven High School. Okay. He kind of, he's always been involved with arena league football. So, you know, I always want looking to expand my network, learn, grow, different things like that. Um, and, you know, I just asked him, hey, man, can I come be a part? You know, basically just like that. And he was <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it was like, great. Um, so with that, you know, I had the opportunity to work with phenomenal athletes, um, probably uh, Raheem Cato, who was the quarterback at uh, Marshall. And, you know, put up all those big numbers. And I will tell you right here, right now, that is arguably the best player I've ever coached or been a part of in my yeah. life. Um, I think that's the only time in a season I can truly say, you can probably pull the film. I've never seen him get that ever. Um, and we're playing arena ball, mind you, arena ball, like in a yeah. tight space. He never got that. Um, he was just a phenomenal athlete. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget, we beat the, we won the championship game 80 to 20. Um, it, it wasn't close. The kid is just unreal. And um, that was supposed to be a pretty good game for us, but obviously it wasn't. But, you know, it was a testament to him and the rest of those guys. But it was just a phenomenal opportunity. I'm glad I did it. I tried it. Uh, those guys went on, and now they're all a part of the uh, Orlando Predators organization now. So um, it's pretty cool to see them uh, on TV from time. Yeah. Right. And here's another guy that I know you coach, and I didn't even have this in my script. It was just on my notes that I had. Another guy you coach is an NFL player of Daron Miller. He's with the Eagles, now Jacksonville, ran a 4-3, 40-yard dash, 6'3", 210 pounds. I mean, these guys are massive and that fast. But can yeah. you, do you want to speak a little bit about him, too? Well, I think, first and foremost, I think before we speak on the athlete piece, how good of a person he is. Um you know, I think when I got there, I think they had gone through some turnover a little bit, of course, in terms of, the, you know, receiving course. So it's all about building the trust with him. Sure. Um, but he told he told me straight up, he said, Coach, I'm going to go to the NFL. All right. You know, I think that's what everybody says, yeah. right? Um, but I can assure you this, there's not one human being that I've seen come through Carson Newman. Um, and I've been a part of it since 2001, uh, one way or another, that's ever worked as hard as that young man. And he said that that's what he wanted to do. You got to think how many times he was overlooked. Um, you just gave the stat line. How he ended up at Carson Newman, I have no idea. Um, because he was a freak. I think he wore like a 2, 3X glove, something crazy like that. Oh, man. Um, he was unreal. But um, the, the person that he is, number one, uh, like he just said, he just went to the league. But he would say, yes, sir, no, sir. Like, no, bro, I need to be telling you that. <laughs> like, you are um, – you're phenomenal, but just the, the work ethic, man, that's uh, you would leave and there he would be, you know, yeah. still there figuring it out. And uh, but that young man told me he wanted to go to the NFL and he spent every single day working to get there. And I'll never forget that just the effort that he put in to make that dream come true. Um, you know, it, it tears me up, man. He, he got after it, he and really at, did. At, and at the end of the day, those are the guys you want to coach, and those are the guys you win mm -hmm. with, absolutely. Yeah, 
no doubt. Uh, you you are now the uh, head football coach at Ridge Community High School, previously known as Lake Placid High School, um, down in Florida. You were hired in 2019. Yeah. Uh, you are now headed into your fourth season as a head coach. Going into your fourth year, what are your expectations uh, for your team and program? Oh, I think you. I think when I first first year guy, I, I had these big big, you know, goals. Um, sure. And I would say some of them would be hard to attain, but you got, of course, first year guy, you're going to get all this stuff done. Um, you know, four year, fourth year me has a better understanding of what I want and what I need to see right. um, for our guys. And I think we break those big goals down into little goals that they can attain and grab some, get some success to. Um, you know, so what we're looking for is just to, again, we talk about the behavior. Let's change some behavior so we can get the results we want. Right. Um, and that's what we're looking for. And, so far, so good. These guys have been phenomenal. They've been through a lot. Again, we're talking about another program that's been through a couple coaches um, in the past few years. So coming in, dumping a whole lot of change on these guys is not your answer. Right. Um, you got to give them, you know, a little bit of things that we need to see because if you come in creating change and you don't have relationships with these kids, they're just asking for trouble. Right. Uh, so we're going to do the little things. We're going to ask them, you know, grade sheets. They'll turn grade sheets in, right. hold them accountable to those little things, start there, you know, be on time, you know, five minutes early, those types of things. Give them little bitty things that they can do and they can see it. Um, and, number, and the administration can see it. And, um, the little bitty things that we can see, the football part comes. I can assure you the football part. Right. Um, but if we can make those little incremental changes where it's been an issue in the past, I can assure you the football piece will get fixed. Absolutely. Uh, in, in 2021, uh, in your third season as a head coach, you were named the Florida Athletic Coaches Association District, District 17 Coach of the Year. Uh, with all the work that you have put in over the years for the sport of football, what did that mean to you being named Coach of the Year? I think what it meant to me was the people I had around me. Um, you know, we can say it's a Coach of the Year, I get it. But, guys, we played <laughs> – we played majority of last year with our with our freshman team, uh, sure. just for whatever reason. Just those kids were better than our varsity kids. Just sure. to be real. Um, so we played that whole entire schedule with probably seventy percent freshmen on our team. Oh. But it shows how talented they were. Yeah. Um, if that community can give them time to grow and develop, they're going to be special. That's going to be a special group. But the testament was not the coach of the year. I think it was just confirmation of how good they did how good they right. were um i mean shoot it says four games guys we did that with a jv team really we really did right um with a varsity schedule those guys were extremely talented extremely <laughs> talented and um you know it's just a testament to them and the hard work they put in and buying into what we were trying to do um yeah we'd love to win a couple more games it was what it was but i'm telling you guys that was a freshman team and they were phenomenal Right. Um, to do what they did, you know, down here in this little league that we were playing in, guys, they, they did a lot of good things. Um, it's a testament to those guys and how hard they worked and that staff and, and the things they were doing to get those guys ready. It was a true testament. I'm right. very grateful for the District 17 and um, them nominating me. That was, I, I'm very grateful. I, I actually had another coach on the show that actually said that Coach of the Year is more of a staff award because as a head coach, you know, you're not coaching – a position group necessarily you might be might not be but it's more of your it's a, it's a you guys winning as a whole you know it's a, yeah 
It's a team award getting coach of the year. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, that was just, again, it was just a culmination. You know, you go back to COVID year in 2020. Oh, let's not. Let's not go there. It was brutal, man. <laughs> and we've been through a lot. I'm telling you, if it could have happened, it happened that year. And we went through a lot. And, um, you know, it was just good. It was just good to celebrate, you know, something with those guys. And, you know, I was happy to announce it, happy to show it. And, again, it was a reflection of those. And, again, I think, again, it goes back to God just saying, hey, you know, you went through it, man. But you know, let me throw you this bone to tell you, just confirmation again, you're you're on the right path. Right. Uh, just keep going. Absolutely. Coach, you have been married now for many years and have three children of your own. Uh, how do you balance being a head football coach and being a father figure to hundreds of students while also being a father and husband to your own family? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's um, understanding time. You know, while I was in college, you know, the best advice I ever received was from Mike Clowney, and he told me, your wife married a high school coach, not a college coach. I didn't understand what that meant um, until I got there. And the time demand that it has on you is a lot different than the time I have now. Um, and it's no fault of your own. It's just what it requires. So I understood whenever I become a head coach, I was going to respect people's time. Sure. Uh, I'm going to respect my staff time. I'm going to respect my players' time. And more importantly, I'm going to respect my family's time. Uh, because again, we don't get these little years back with our family. Once it's gone, it's gone. And they don't understand that when I'm away, that I'm providing for you. They just know, where was you at? That's right. all they know. Right. Um, so for me, I'm very conscientious of time, of what's what. And again, I want to be respectful of everybody's time. But more importantly, I want to be respectful of my family's time. Because in this business, you can easily get ate up by people pulling at you. Right. Um, and if you're not careful, you know, your cup's going to be empty and you don't have nothing to give to your family when you get home. Right. Um, so I'm very conscientious of that. I'm very, um, I want to say, I'm very conscientious of my time, very conscientious of, of knowing if my cup is full and what I need to do to get it full. And more important, I understand that being with my family gets my cup full to pour back into these young people. Absolutely. Uh, and that's where I get my cup. And um, I would challenge every coach out here to make sure you understand what that looks like for you so you don't go home empty every night. You don't have nothing to give to your family. You got to constantly be managing that. Sure. Coach, I'm going to go ahead and give you a chance to give a shout out to your wife and children. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I have the best coach's wife in America. She <laughs> doesn't really complain a lot. She lets me go about my business. She supports the death out of me. Uh, but I'm going to be respectful of that as well. I'm not going to take that for granted, but my wife's name's Erin. She does a great job. We've been married 13 years, been together 18. Um, I have a daughter, Taylor, who's 12. Maxton is 10. He's the middle one, and he is the middle one. Um, <laughs> and I have my youngest is six, and he is the baby of the group. And um, you know what? That's my crew, man. They're, they're awesome, and they're very supportive. I don't apologize for having my kids at practice in sure. meetings. I will never do that. And now I want my, again, it's family. Um, and I want to be a reflection of, of those kids who doesn't necessarily have that at home. I am grateful uh, to have a family uh, like this who are very supportive of who we are and, and they love being a part. And um, I tell my coaches all the time, you bring your kids around all day. I'm bringing mine. <laughs> um, and um, because again, I want them to feel a part of this. I want my athletes to be able to see the interaction with my family. Um, I want them to be able to see that. Um, because again, again, it ain't always 
Lucky Charms and um, and marshmallows, man. But um, it, we are who we are, and I love it. That's awesome, coaches. Uh, we get near the end of the show. I always ask, uh, who is Coach White for the listeners and viewers who might not know you? Who is Coach Carl White? You know, that's a. I think it's a it's a deep question, and um, you know, for me, I hope first and foremost. You know, when you come across me, I hope you leave thinking there's something different about him. You know, I, I do. Um, I hope when you leave that you said, I hope you make me feel good. I hope. Um, and to me, I think it's Jesus Christ. I really do. Uh, that's something different. Or that's something that's off. I hope that's what it is. Um, if so, if not, I need to do some internal looking at me to figure out what that is so I can reflect that every single day. Uh, but I am truly grateful. I'm a man of God first. As you can see, my family means everything to me and um, comes in a, a very quick third. My players mean the world to me as well. Um, and I'll do anything I can. But again, I hope they come across with number one. He's a, he's, a, he's a child of God first. He's a definitely a family man and um, he loves his young people. I hope that's what they come back with. Oh, that's awesome. Well, coach, we're going to end the show, but uh, coach, once again, thank you for, uh, taking the time to sit down and talk with me. I know you're busy schedule right now. And uh, I really appreciate it, coach. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me on, man. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Go both. Absolutely. Uh, I also want to thank all of our listeners and viewers. I uh, keep on sharing, retweeting, liking, and subscribing to our uh, YouTube channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode of the Coach's Approach podcast. Uh, please tune in next week. As always, I'm your host, George Gresco, and we'll see you guys later. Welcome to The Coach's Approach, a podcast where we sit down with high school coaches and get the cold, hard facts about the high school coaching world. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk X's and O's. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is The Coach's Approach, where we talk the X's and O's. Win the day or dominate the day. The choice is yours.